Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Today's Issues is the name of this show, and it's April. No, it's not April. What is it? It starts with an A. It's August 25th. Close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. August the 25th is today's date. Again, we thank you for listening to AFR. Fred Jackson joins me. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. I bet you our producer, Brent, can tell you how many shopping days till Christmas. He'll have that all-important okay. news. For me, it's always three. <laughs> <laughs> if I got three, if I got three days, usually I hit it about three days prior. 122 days till Christmas. Okay. okay. There we go. Actually, with the exception of my wife, uh, I don't buy anything. She buys it all. I do. Huh? She's the organizer. She huh? buys it. <laughs> and stores it and wraps it for everybody in the whole family, and then I get credit on Christmas Day. It's a good thing, I'm telling you. You're blessed. You're blessed. <laughs> yes, I hit the wife jackpot. There you go. <laughs> uh, Chris Woodward, good morning. I saw a cartoon one time of a kid opening a gift in front of the family at Christmas or something, and then saying, oh, thanks, Dad, and Dad goes, what did I get you? <laughs> right. I know exactly, right? All right, uh, Jan Markell will be with us at the bottom of the hour. We look forward to visiting with Jan, as we do most Thursdays. Uh, So much to talk about and discuss. And good night. I'm embarrassed. Ray, you there? Hey, 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 hey. All that Christmas, all that Christmas talk was kind of scaring me because that's no cartoon in my family. It's like the grandkids open the stuff. Thank you. I go... I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> I don't even have that. Yeah, that's right. Ray Pritchard with us as Ray is Tuesdays and Thursdays most of the time from Kansas City and uh, and uh, are you through traveling? Uh, speaking? Oh no, no? I, I'm, I'm here this week and next week and then hit the road for Florida, Georgia. Now, are you going to drive York, that or fly? Oh no, oh well, I'm flying. It's, okay, it's too far from Kansas City. I mean, but you keep. Uh, I got to fly in a few weeks you keep hearing these stories about people having fl- flight delays and all the time all, and then clearly it's increasing friend of mine got stuck in washington uh, last night i don't know if he got out or not five times they delayed and they finally said we don't have any pilots that's a bad what? sign so yeah they, we don't we've run out of pilots so. now you can you know you can do without the peanuts <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm saying, and and maybe I have to put my my carry on under the, but I you under can't your go. Seat or yeah, but right? you can't do without pilots. You can't you know? do. Got we got to have pilots. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad thing when they say we run out of pilots. Yes. Wow. Well, you know, they a lot of pilots uh, are. I mean, they're working overtime, and mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in that exactly in that industry to cause these problems well you got a generation of pilots who have retired uh they've gone but what's been happening is that you know the the airlines kind of shut down during the pandemic or they cut back drastically and so they weren't hiring then but now all of a sudden uh things are open back up again and so you've got uh 
these airlines are just trying to find pilots wherever they can. Hmm. And, and then on top of that, of course, it depends on who you listen to. There's Some are blaming air traffic control because they're limiting the number of flights. When you limit the number of flights, pilots that were supposed to fly something out of Washington to Seattle, they didn't get there in time. They're right. over their hours that they can work. It, the airline industry is very complicated. So mm-hmm. there, there's so many ingredients to this right now. Mm-hmm. So, but you're going to, you're going to, it's worth the, uh, Worth the risk there, huh, Ray? You know, well, if you if you got to go to New York, it, that's such a long drive from Kansas City. You, you know, right. you just go to the airport, and as right. they say, you pay your money and you take your chances, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, uh, so uh, uh, you got to go back to New York, or are you going to Florida and, and Georgia? Florida first, then then Chattanooga, then New York, and then to Illinois. So, just a, okay, a, a four stop road trip. Gotcha. Uh, what are you going to be in Chattanooga for? Are you speaking there? Because we have listeners I'm there. I'm speaking. Yeah, I've got I've got a friend who's pastors there, and I'm doing a, a flying in, doing Sunday morning, then flying on to New York. All right. What church? Can you tell us? Yeah, New Heights Baptist Church in Ringgold, Georgia. Oh, that's just south of Chattanooga. Just south of Chattanooga. Yeah. Do you really believe, fly. Ray? Have you ever been to Lookout Mountain? Mm-hmm. Chattanooga. Yeah. Do you just, really? Uh, that's, Okay, you go up to Lookout Mountain in Chattanooga, right. go to the top of it, <laughs> right. and then and then they got these arrows, right, pointed in seven different directions. That's right. And they say on a clear day you can see seven states. That's right, and that's what they say. All you can see in the distance is the mist and the haze and unidentifiable shapes. So yeah, that might be Virginia. I mean, North right. Carolina. That's what I'm saying. Who's, who's who's to say? <laughs> they need to put signs way, way out there and stick them up so you'll know, you know, that you're actually right. looking at Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. Not really sure. There's something out How there. How can you look at seven states from any one place on top of a mountain? I just anyway, I, you know what I'm talking about, Fred? Oh yeah, they they do the same claim. Mount Washington in New Hampshire. Uh huh. They say on a clear day you can see the city of Boston. I've been up there a couple of times. I never did see the city of Boston. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's just tourist trap stuff. I'll be honest with I you. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Lookout Mountain, they also have Fat Man Squeeze. No, which, that's right. That's which, right. Which I'm sure by now they have renamed that. <laughs> that's non-PC. Right? Yes, right, Ray. You can't, All right. you can't have a tourist attraction called Fat Man Squeeze in 2022. No, we're, we're going to have a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> you might say, you can't fat shame. Big bone man squeeze. People, yeah. yeah. That's right. Big, big bone squeeze. Fat shame people like I got, that. I got to tell you one time for, for the Mississippians in our audience, I went atop Whittall Mountain uh, one time and saw half of Tishomingo County. Well, I'm impressed, Chris. Whittall Mountain, <laughs> if you're no not one aware. Ever. <laughs> Whittall Mountain, for, for people not aware, is Mississippi's one and only mountain. It it's is in Tishomingo County. It's 600 feet. It is, by definition, <laughs> to Mr. Do President, not a mountain. make us the laughing stock of North Carolina. 806 feet. It's hard to breathe up there. Oh, is it 800 folks. feet? Yeah. It's a big hill to, uh, to people in. Uh, Let me tell you, I half broke a sweat climbing it. Uh, it was, really? We'll, we'll get to that story another day, Chris. I was going to lead with it. Okay. All right, Chris. Biden uh, student loans. Let's talk about Woodall Mountain. Yes, right. uh, Chris, go ahead. By Oops. the way, Iuka is lovely this time of year, just to say. All right, so 
Uh, one big story here, and this is going to be the story for pretty much the rest of today, probably through the weekend, is uh, Biden's big uh, student loan announcement yesterday. As was expected, Biden came out and announced uh, he is going to be offering what he's calling student loan forgiveness uh, for uh, various people that owe uh, as much as 20 grand in student loans. Uh, we're also going to be extending a pause uh, for people to uh, maybe not have to pay their bills through the end of the year. Sure. And as uh, we expected, a lot of people are upset by this. Uh, one group of people are those that worked hard and paid their student loan. They paid their student loans off. Um, and a reporter yesterday, as Biden was walking away from the podium, asked President Biden As about he that. often does when yes. he doesn't want to answer hard questions, he yeah. just walks away and acts like, a, acts like he doesn't hear them or, or gives them some incoherent, blundering answer. Yes, and this is one one... I would say hypocritical answer because he basically turns it around and makes companies evil. Clip one. Is this unfair to people who paid their student loans or chose not to take out loans? Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh, do not own multi-billion dollar businesses to see why these guys get them all a tax base? Is that fair? What do you think? I, I don't know what he's talking about. Well, he basically talks about how billionaire... Billionaire companies, billion-dollar companies are getting tax credits. So? Is that fair to the taxpayers is what he's saying. What does that have to do with the price of beans? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Also, it, it's worth pointing out the man has been in some sort of public office for about 50 years, minus the four years he wasn't uh, part of the Obama <clears throat> after they left office, right? He himself has voted on bills that have approved tax credits for these billion-dollar companies. This has got nothing to do with t- – it's just – you talk about ch- trying to change the subject, yes. Fred. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, what Biden did yesterday, and a lot of people think it's uh, straight up unconstitutional. Yes. Uh, including Nancy Pelosi a year ago, the Speaker of the House, a fellow Democrat. Mm-hmm. She changed her mind yesterday. She yes. praised President Biden a year ago. She said, he can't do this. It's not constitutional. It's not even, it's, and she said, it's not even a question. He can't do this. And now she's, <clears throat> now she's praising him. It's just, I, I don't know what to say about that. But this is... What he tried, what he said yesterday, what Ray was, I'm going to give, and this is, I guess he thinks he's the king who can right. just bestow upon or take away from individual Americans. He said, I'm going to array, I'm going to transfer the debt, $10,000 worth of debt, student loan debt. I'm going to transfer that from the individual to the American taxpayer. Mm-hmm. And and then he said, uh, if you got Pell Grants, you're going to get $20,000. Uh, I'm going to transfer your debt to the American trans, uh, taxpayer. Because somebody's got to pay this off. There's right. a little confusion right. on that point. On which point? A loan is different from a grant. The Pell- A grant oh. is something that you're given. Mm-hmm. True. That's the definition of a grant. You right. don't pay back grants. You pay back loans. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they... I don't think the. I think maybe if you qualified for a Pell Grant, you. I, I don't know hmm. exactly. Except that. Go ahead, Ray. What is the possible constitutional justification for what the president did yesterday? Yeah, there is none. Because the here, power of the purse belongs to the United States House of Representatives. That's what the Constitution says. Yeah. Controlling the money. But even the mainstream media says there's going to be legal challenges. Because here's what he did yesterday. Here's what he said. Uh, we're going to use a 2003, mm-hmm. a 2003 executive order 
that 2003 executive order was for our soldiers who were fighting in Afghanistan, fighting in Iraq against terrorists. Uh, The president at the time said, hey, listen, these men and women are over there fighting for our country to protect us against terrorists. We're going to forgive their loans, their student loans. That's fair. That makes sense. All right. That was, he is saying, I'm using that because. Biden, you're saying today? Yes, Biden is saying that because he says we're in another crisis. What is that? He says we're in the pandemic crisis. No, we're not. No, we're not. And here's the thing. Uh, Let's remind people, back just a few months ago, in arguing to uh, stop Trump's executive order, which kept people applying for asylum, Trump said you have to stay on the other side of the border. And Joe Biden says there's no pandemic crisis anymore. Right. So we don't need that order. So either we do have a pandemic crisis or we don't. But that's and, and, and even the mainstream media, many of them are saying this is going to go to court. This is, doesn't hold water at all has a justification yeah. that this president thinks he has power to do this. Listen, uh, what he did yesterday, Biden did, and I, I think. I, th- I think it'll be challenged, and I think he'll lose. Yes. But there's two things here. One is this was, whether it survives constitutionality or not remains to be seen. This was just a rank, naked, or in some places in the South, naked. Naked. <laughs> naked. Yeah. A play, play for votes Yeah. in November. Mm-hmm. He's trying to buy votes. I give you $10,000. Of debt relief, you vote for Joe. You vote for the Democrats and Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Do we have an agreement? That that's basically what he did uh, yesterday. Uh, he didn't. I don't know that he even cares whether it's constitutional. He doesn't. He doesn't care whether it's constitutional or not. He's going to say the evil Republicans want to deny people the relief they deserve. That's the way they'll they'll frame it. Even yeah. though there were some Democrats yesterday, mm-hmm. yeah, that came out in opposition to this. And uh, I was, I, I think the net effect is a loser for Biden. There are a bunch of people ticked about yes, this. Yes, yes. Because but, listen, listen, we all know, you, you, you uh, I, I'm sorry that people have student loan debt. I do, I do think it's predatory in many respects. But however, you have to learn when you sign your name on a dotted line and you assume you borrow money, you got to pay it back. Yeah, and that's what these people, this uh, these people, a lot of people are upset because millions of people, Fred, worked hard, worked two jobs, sacrificed mm-hmm. to pay off these student debt, student loans, because they felt responsible for them, and now Biden, they're not getting anything out of this. Those that's people right. I just described, that's and, right, and the people. Uh, who racked up a lot of debt? Biden is saying, "No, I'm going to let you off ten thousand dollars." Quite frankly, that's not a whole lot of money in the grand scheme of things in terms of what a lot most people owe. I would say, mm-hmm. but still, go ahead. No, uh, and there's a lot of people perturbed. There's that group that you just talked about. Can you imagine if you just finished ten years of paying off your student loan? Right, right. And then the president of the United States comes out, oh, uh, if you happen to be in the university right now, hey, I'm going to give you $10,000 against that. So those people. But also, if you went to trade school, 
to learn. There's nothing for you? There's not a penny for you. So what's he saying? Ah, my my academic friends. Here's Here's the other thing that people should be bothered about. We have found out in the last 24 hours that there's a bunch of universities in this country have spent $150 million, $150 million um, uh, lobbying lobbying the Biden administration to do this. Now, why, really? Now, why did they do that? Because they're going to raise tuition. Hey, the kids are getting 10000 uh, It's a racket. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a racket. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Uh, so, uh, well, the other thing about that is the money – that they put, uh, uh, you know, you, you said, uh, excuse me, for, I lost my train of thought there for just a minute. This, uh, the, the money that they're for, that he's forgiven. Yeah. Okay. A lot of these colleges and universities have huge endowments. $200 billion was the figure I saw yesterday. $200 billion in okay. endowments. Then why don't the schools, uh, why don't the schools themselves say we're going to not pay, not pay? You're not, huh? How about lowering the price of tuition? Right. How about not charging $200 for a biology book because oh. one sentence was I got staged. one better. I got one better. Stop offering stupid courses. I'm not making this up. Texas, many people after hearing this, they're going to do the horns down thing, okay? The University of Texas just announced a class on Taylor Swift's songs. What? They're going to pay someone thousands of dollars a year to be a professor in a class about Taylor Swift songwriting. I'm yeah. not making it up. I will post okay. it on the Facebook right. page. Anyway, this is a, I think this is a, uh, unconstitutional, and I, I think it's a net loser politically. I think he's made more people angry than he has uh, yeah. made them happy. I agree. And secondly, I told uh, Ed, and I was talking to my wife, Allison, last night, if I were Biden, I would have gone big on this deal. I would have said $50,000. Yeah. Right, right. Big money. Don't you think, Ray? If well, you're going to do it, go big. How many people owe only $10,000 <laughs> these right. days? It's 30000 isn't much. It's fifty. It can be 100000 or more than that. So 10000 is just mm-hmm. a drop in the bucket. It's a clear political play. What are right. we, three months out from the midterms? Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is not about doing anything other than garnering right. some votes in November. And see, that's the thing. Like, it's one thing. It, this is wrong to do this. It's one thing to take a campaign donation and then buy votes with it. That That's money someone gave you in your campaign, your platform, right? It's wrong, but it, right. it happens. They're literally taking tax dollars from people that are required to pay taxes or go to jail. They're taking those tax dollars from the people they just robbed, yeah, Democrats, and now they're buying votes. The Democrats, uh, well... Uh, I don't, maybe there's some examples of Republicans doing this kind of thing, too, in terms of taking actions to, quote, buy votes. But I can't think of anything right now. But I do know that the Democrats, this is how they – a lot of people who are on government assistance and welfare, mm-hmm. the Democrats want to keep them there yeah. because they depend on the government for money, and it's uh, perpetual, mm-hmm. and it's generational, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, that's – they like it that way. Star Parker right. has mentioned that many times oh, yeah. on this show. All right, next story, Chris. Well, let's do this because it is a bizarre situation. Uh, it's the first time in my 40 years on uh, this planet that I've ever heard someone say, vote for my opponent if you want to. All right. Uh, and I'm not making it up. The audio here is former Republican governor of Florida turned Democrat, Charlie Crist, 
saying, if you support Ron DeSantis, then vote for Ron DeSantis. Clip five. Those who support the governor should stay with him and vote for him, and I don't want your vote. If you have that hate in your heart, keep it there. I want the vote of the people of Florida who care about our state. Good Democrats, good independents, good Republicans. Unify with this ticket. Now we can pause there and get your thoughts, or I can play Ron DeSantis weighing in on this last night. Oh, let's hear the governor. Okay, this is Ron DeSantis. In on response to this? Yes, on Tucker Carlson's program last night, clip six. This is his fifth decade running for office. He's a chameleon, typical career politician. But you know, Tucker, people support me because I kept the state open and protected their jobs. Charlie Chris wanted it locked down. So that's not hate in their heart. They're just appreciative that they had a governor who was standing up for them. Parents around the state support me uh, because we made sure schools were open and we're working to make sure they get education, not indoctrination. That's not hate in their heart. They're just appreciative that they have a governor that's fighting for them. Let's be clear. What Charlie Chris defines as hatred, Hmm. he doesn't like that passed a law in Florida saying that you can't indoctrinate little kids in kindergarten about transgenderism. Charlie Chris calls that hate. All right? Let's be, let's be very clear. The other thing is that Governor DeSantis is out there saying, hey, listen, you're not going to be teaching critical race theory. You're not going to be forcing critical race theory down the throats of kids in school. That's what Chris calls hatred. Yeah, this is what I despise <laughs> about the left's response to issues, Ray, is when they categorize a, uh, a reasonable fundamental disagreement on something and they move it over into the spiritual plane. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Of hatred. Yeah. You, can, you can't, in other words, like Fred just saying, what the reality is that the governor of the state legislature passed a law and they said, third grade and under in the state of Florida, you can't talk to, our, to the kids about sex, period. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. Okay, they're too young. They can't process it. Parents don't want teachers discussing this, including transgenderism, but but just sexuality, human sexuality, third grade and under is too young. That well, was turned into don't say gay. Right, 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 right. And that, the, Florida, the, yeah, the Florida law was completely... Uh, it, it's a it's a conservative law in the best sense of the right. term, in that it preserves for the parents the right to teach their children the truths about sexuality. And it says, you know, under a certain age, you're not going to do that in the public schools. Right. This kind of law, Tim, ought to be passed in the other yes. 49 states in America. Uh, I think what Charlie Chris did, he's. I think he's almost thrown in the towel already. Right. He is not going to beat Ron DeSantis right. in Florida, not this year. Right. DeSantis is going to win going away. He's kind of so. Uh, you know, it's kind of uh, interesting though because he's calling people who support Ron DeSantis <laughs> haters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in order for him to win. The governorship against DeSantis, he's going to have to have some of those haters mm-hmm. come over and vote for him. Yeah. But he's saying, I don't want them. He, he said, I don't want them. So he's going. To, he's saying, I, I want to lose. Yeah. But, yeah. but here's the thing. DeSantis is really popular. We'll talk about this a little bit later. There's, what, 10 or 12 school districts in Florida yeah. that flipped conservative yeah. the other night. Yeah, that was the big story that didn't get any national attention. Yes. Chris? 
You gonna you got another story? You gonna what do you got? I just want to point out if you look at real clear politics, DeSantis is leading Chris head above shoulders in every poll except one. It's St. Pete polls, whatever that is, and Chris is only up by one point. Yeah. It does not look like a close race. <clears throat> All right, uh, we will return in a couple of minutes with more of today's issues. Jan Markell will join us as well. See you in a back see you back here in a minute. Forget about Facebook. The last 10 days we've been banned twice and is unbanning a word. They put us under the ban. Christians and conservatives don't need you, YouTube. Banned one day, banned again. AFR programs are now live streaming on the AFA streaming app. Now you can get shows like today's issues straight from the source. Put back on the next. Just say unbanned. Unbanned. Just search AFA streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. Well, we're over halfway full with our trip to Israel, and that's coming up in March 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Lots of folks are signing up to travel with us, and we would love for you to join us if you've been waiting to go to Israel. As I've said before, there's no COVID travel restrictions any longer coming back into the U.S. or in Israel. There's no testing. And certainly there's no, quote, vaccine requirements. So all you need is a suitcase and a passport. That's it. So all the information is available at TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. It's going to be a wonderful time to see the places you read about your whole life in the Bible. And uh, we look forward to taking everyone in March. So join us, TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Boston University says students can modify their names and pronouns. So if your son goes by Larry at home, he can go by Marge at school, no matter his God-given plumbing. Boston University is also providing guidelines for faculty and staff about how to deal with the ever-evolving preferred pronoun crowd. Professors were especially warned about dead naming. That's when you use a student's legal name instead of the name they associate with their make-believe gender identity. The changes came under orders from the university's queer activist collective. When Marge becomes Larry would be a good punchline for a joke, but transgenderism is no laughing matter. It's a result of Americans rejecting absolute truth, and it's also a rejection of God. God made male and female, period. That's it. Anything else is a fabrication of Facebook. I'm Todd Starnes. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, Chris, and Ray, we thank you for listening to AFR. You know that uh, March trip to Israel we've been promoting and had planned. We got about 25 seats left, and that's it. Then we'll have to, we'll have to that's all we can take. So um, if you want to go with us, go to twholyland.com, or, you know, if you want to look into it. Price, itinerary. Everything's there, twholyland.com, twholyland.com. As I mentioned, there are no vaccine requirement shots to get into Israel, including uh, the infamous COVID vaccine. Uh, there's no testing. Uh, there's no testing to get back into the U.S. if you're a U.S. citizen. So, uh, you know, it's a suitcase and a pa- passport <clears throat> and a good attitude. And and forty five hundred dollars that'll get you there, okay. So if you want to go with us, twholyland.com. As I say, <clears throat> we're down to about twenty five seats. I'm I'm saying we're going to be full in two to three weeks, and then we'll, uh, you know, that'll be it. We'll if you want to go with us, you'll have to wait to two 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 four. No two zero two four. My mm-hmm. bad. I was off by a couple hundred years. <laughs> Chris, uh, what, 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 right? When are you going? Uh, you when's the last time you went to Israel? It has been a few years, yeah. and, you know, we had a tour planned, and then COVID blew it up about, uh, you know, back in 2020, 2021. Oh, yeah. So, Same so here. Yeah, we're thinking about it. So, yeah. hey, the best news you said is no vaccine required to get into Israel and none to get back into the U.S. Right. Oh, Great yeah. News. Yeah, praise God for that. I mean that literally. Yes. Um, all right, so Jan Markell uh, joins us now. Jan is host of Understanding the Times, co-host of Understanding the Times Radio, heard each weekend here on American Family Radio. And she's also uh, the founder of Olive Tree Ministries, and they're based out of the Twin Cities area in Minnesota, and she joins us now. Good morning, Jan. Well, thank you for having me. This is the best time of year weather-wise in, in your state, right? Well, it's a wonderful day in, in the 70s today. Uh, yes, uh, unfortunately, winter comes way too soon here, you know, about the end of October and early November. <laughs> it gets you know, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. We got an expression for that down here, Jan, and, yeah. and, and with respect to what you just described. And I would say that's just wrong. nobody should have to have worries about winter in october in october maybe maybe talk to god about that (laughs) i think it's his idea i've got it i've got a van and i'm trying to do my best to warm the planet for you there uh minnesotans for global warming yeah minnesota well we wish we wish that whole fabrication were true i know right uh fred Fred, you got a question for jan yeah well you know when uh donald trump was president of the united states he stood strong jan against iran who has stated and and, and for israel and for israel uh because iran has stated publicly you know 
we want to blow Israel right off the face of the earth. And, uh, of course, uh, President Trump stood strong, as Tim points out, with Israel, and stood strong against Iran. Well, we now have the former Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu, joining with the current one, and they're saying they're really concerned because apparently they believe the Biden administration and the European Union, you know what, they, 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 they want to reopen this deal which will allow Iran officially, I guess, to develop their nuclear power. But we all know, Jan, they're not developing just nuclear power. They're developing nuclear weapons that could blow Israel off the face of the earth if God decided to allow that, which we know he won't. Well, that's true. Um, But remember, Iran calls America the great Satan. Israel is is the little Satan. Um, as, as Netanyahu often does, he's, he's sounding the warning, he's, he's pleading with the world to come to their senses about this, starting with the Biden administration, because along with allowing the Iranians to have nuclear capability, they're going to get hundreds of billions of dollars in money as well. Um, they're going to set the entire Middle East on edge, and many, many other Middle East nations are going to have to become nuclear. So I, I, and we went through, this is round two. We went through this in 2015. And then, thankfully, Donald Trump came along and kind of put, put an end to it. But here we are again. Um, it, it's, almost, it's almost surreal. It's almost unbelievable when you think of the delusion of what's going on. Why would... The Biden administration want to do this, Jan. Why? Why would they want to cozy up to Iran, knowing that they are sponsors of terrorism around the world? Well, you know, I mean, ultimately, that's a, a, a million-dollar question. But but let's just consider the lunacy of much of what this administration does. Just about everything they they do, we 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 hold our breath and we we go into sort of stunned silence just watching how they think and how they operate. And I think this is another indication that they've been given over to this Romans 1 depraved mind, that, and they love evil, and, and they don't like good. They hate Israel. They love the Iranian dictatorship. They're rewarding the Iranian dictatorship. Gentlemen, this is these are the last days. I'm sorry, but the Bible calls the last days perilous, so... I think this is the essence of perilous times and what could happen from this, which would possibly be in a worst-case scenario, not saying it's going to happen, but a worst-case scenario, Iran holds the world hostage with their nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> also, there's a, for, for Biden, the Democrats, there's a, there's a war going. It doesn't get a lot of publicity, but there's a war going on inside the inside the Democrat Party between the anti-Semites, mm-hmm. like the Squad, yes, yeah, and uh, these people uh, they hate Israel and they're very anti-Jewish. Yes, uh, that is true. And so, but they're but politically they're also aligned with uh, Democrats. Some of many of them. Jewish, who have, right. you know, it's it's an odd, really odd situation, uh, but uh, it's, that, so, so you, to answer your question, in part, at least, Fred, why would the Democrat Party be in favor of Iran, mm-hmm. 
Mm. I'm not suggesting that people in the Democrat Party want to blow up the world, okay? I'm not suggesting that. But they are sympathetic with Iran, who is a terrorist mm-hmm. state, because they hate Israel and they view Israel as uh, as a state that oppresses Arabs, namely the Palestinians. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a yeah. bit of bit of Neville Chamberlain that goes on too there. Yeah, sure. Neville, sure. Neville Chamberlain thought you know if he was nice oh, yeah. to the Nazis, they would be nice to everybody. And I think there's a bit of thinking that if we're just nice to Iran, they really won't yeah. develop nuclear weapons, which is extreme naivete. Well, this also is I mentioned this before. The uh, I mentioned this uh, the spiritual yes uh, yes di- dynamic here because. Uh, uh, Jan, you, you've talked about this before. I'll bring this up every once in a while, but think people need to think through this and be reminded of this. And Ray, you can feel free to chime in here too. This relates to to what the Bible talks about. Jan says in the last days and just the uh, the anti-Semitism uh, that exists mm-hmm. and anti-Christian uh, uh, sentiment that exists among many people in the world and a lot of Muslims, but. You think about this, it doesn't make any sense strategically or historically that Iran would care what Israel does. Mm. Okay? Iran is a thousand miles from Israel. Mm. They're a Persian Shi- uh, Shia uh, Muslim country. Mm-hmm. Okay? Israel, Israel is a little Jewish state mm. way away. Not a bordering state, not even anything near being a threat to Iran. And quite frankly, the Iranians don't care about the the Palestinians. They're not in their no. That isn't no. their. They use that as a we're we're standing up for the oppressed M- Muslims, which are basically sh- sh- Shia. They aren't even. I mean, they're Sunnis. They're not even Shia. So I'm mean, no. just saying that this is. So you say, well, if it's really not about supporting the Palestinians and it's not about land and there's no history of war between Iran and Israel uh, and they're not fighting over some land for oil, for example, then what is the motivation for Israel, uh, for Iran always saying we're, we want to annihilate the Jews? Well, it, it, right. You want to comment on this? What, what, what would be the motivation for that? You know, among the mullahs, the imams, the the religious leaders, there is deep-seated hatred of the Jewish people, mm-hmm. deep-seated hatred of the Jewish state, and uh, frankly, a deep-seated fear of what a powerful democratic uh, Israel might do. I have no doubt in my mind, Jan, that uh, that, that not only would the Iranians hold the world hostage with their nuclear weapons i don't have any doubt that if it if it came to it they'd push the button and they'd yeah. send and they'd, they'd send them over to israel and try to wipe the jewish state off the map yeah well here here's here's my take on it and that is that one of these mornings we're going to wake up to to screaming headlines that israel has acted preemptively and and has taken out at least some of these nuclear reactors. Remember, some are underground, some are buried within mountains. I don't know how they're going to, if anybody can do it, Israel can, but I don't know how they're going to do it, and they're not going to have U.S. help. They're going to be on their own, 
But I think, and particularly if Benjamin Netanyahu gets reelected in the fall, I just think it's going to have to be a preemptive strike. And, 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 you know, Israel will have just done the world a favor by doing that, but she will be hollered at and screamed and condemned. Um, I'm sure civilians will be killed on the ground, et cetera, but she'll be, she'll, she'll be bullied and, and, and harassed by the rest of the world for the favor she just did. Yes. Yeah, and I think a lot is being done that we'll never know about in terms of cyber warfare. Sure by Israel, because uh, Israel, you know, Israel, they can't afford to play the what-if game. I mean, they, no. they, they're, no. they can't, they, they'll, no. They'll be, they'll all be dead, yeah. you know? That's so, exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. <clears throat> and we have the God factory in here, too. You know, what is it God's going to allow? And I think it was Fred who said he probably won't allow um, his covenant nation to be harmed or obliterated, but... Uh, Nonetheless, these are very tenuous times, and my my statement, I think, to all of this is when a dictatorship says they're going to do something, believe them. And when Iran says they're going to mm-hmm. go after the little Satan and the yeah. great Satan, we need to believe them, because they'll, they'll try something. All right, Jan, what do you got coming up this weekend on Understanding um, the Times? Uh, Michelle Bachman will join me this weekend. We'll talk about some of this and some other okay. things as well. So she'll be my guest this weekend. That's Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time right here on AFR and noon Central Time on Sunday. Jan Markell, host of Understanding the Times. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, folks. Goodbye yeah, now. Take Bye. Care. Ray, let me ask you this. Why did, uh, why did um, Adolf Hitler hate the Jews so much? Oh, it was deep-seated within him. He thought the Jews had become too powerful. He thought that they, through in the banking and education and the arts, had controlled behind the scenes the governments of Europe. He wanted to, he had the view of Aryan superiority. I mean, we talk about, quote, white supremacy over here, but he really believed in, quote, Aryan superiority. He believed that the Aryan race was was morally and spiritually, biologically superior. He thought he was doing the world a favor by wiping out the Jews from the continent of Europe. And you know what, Tim? He almost, almost succeeded. Six million Jews later, you go to, uh, you know, you go to Poland. There are Jews in Poland, but nothing like. There are some, but not very many. Nothing like. Uh, there were more Jews in Poland than before the war than anywhere else in the world. And but is the motivation, gone. I guess, is the motivation for the hating the Jews that Hitler had, is that the same motivation for hating the Jews that the mullahs in Iran have, or, or is it different? Well, the mullahs in Iran are making an explicitly religious argument based on their reading of the Quran. Okay. Hitler... Hitler, you know, he made here and there, he made some allusions to, quote, Christianity. But let's be frank about it. He was no Christian. He was no Bible student. He didn't make theological arguments. He hated the Jews on a racial basis and wanted them wiped out. Mm-hmm. Chris? I was just, I was going to ask, Ray, do you think Hitler's wrong viewpoints there? You know, Hitler was one of those people like Darwin, who wrongfully right. thought white people were more advanced than people of color. Do you have you ever been able to determine whether or not Darwinism kind of influenced Hitler? Well, there's no question that he believed that the Aryan race was 
biologically superior to the Jewish race. So to the Jewish, he believed that down deep in his bones. And he, the, the crazy thing is, at least to us, we see the evil of Auschwitz and we think, how could you do that? He actually thought in his demented mind, he thought he was doing the world a favor by wiping the Jews off the face of the earth. Okay. Wrap this up uh, biblically and spiritually. We've talked about this many times. If you go back to the book of Genesis, the Jews, God chose through Abraham. He chose that the descendants of Abraham would bring the Jewish Messiah to the earth who would be the Savior of the world. And the Bible makes it clear. It's clear in the Old Testament. God says, I did not choose you because you were better. You were the smallest nation. I chose you. I put my love upon you to, to, to bring light to the world through the Jewish people. They, are, they were and are and always will be, from an earthly point of view, God's chosen people. And nothing Hitler did could change the decree of Almighty God. And we're forever grateful. I mean, we are Gentiles. But we have a Jewish Savior, a Jewish Messiah, who is the Savior of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Tim, one final word, if anybody doubts that, just open up to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1. What's the first verse of the New Testament? The book of the generations of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. Amen. Mm -hmm. Brad, anything to add? Genesis 12, that that first uh, God speaking to Abraham, I will make of you. A great nation. And it raised exactly right. When when the first call went to Abraham, it wasn't because Abraham was a Christian or a believer. Uh, God just chose Abraham and said, I'm going to take you, Abraham, and here's what I'm going to do for you. But was Abraham, uh, now, folks, sometimes when I ask questions, I already know the answer to it. So I'm not as dumb as I look, okay? Uh, I want to ask you a question, Ray. And this question I don't know the answer to, but I think it's important, maybe for new Christians. It, was Abraham a Jew? Uh, he was the not, <laughs> he was not in the sense that we use the term until God called him yes. okay. and God made him the father. He he brought a great nation out of the loins of Abraham, if you will. Not only was he not Jewish until God called him and set him apart. He wasn't even a worshiper of God. Remember, at the end of the book of Joshua, uh, Joshua comments before your fathers were worshipers of idols on the other side of the river until God called Abram and revealed himself to him. And Abraham, the Bible says in Genesis fifteen six, believed God, yeah. and it was counted to him as so. Abraham was a was the first Jew, thus he's called the father of Judaism. True. True. Is that true? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So that that's that's when the so is 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 are is Judaism a race or is a is it a religion? Yes. <laughs> Good answer. So it's both? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean there, there, there's a race of people that are that go back they, they, to Abraham if you want to go back that far. That's right. And yet we know there are many, quote, secular Jews in the world today yeah. who, who though they call themselves, they are truly Jewish ethnically, but there are many who are secular today, some right. who are atheists, who have no connection with what we call the Jewish now, religion at all. 
You want irony with the capital I? When you say an atheist Jew, mm -hmm. that you that that you can't do that's like that. A square circle. That shouldn't. That's exist. right. You, you just can't do that. That's, that's like being an Alabama football fan and a Kentucky basketball or fan. or a front pew Baptist. <laughs> yeah. It, yes, sir. Yes, it's not allowed. Okay. No, right. but but uh, I am I am amused when I hear these. Uh, a lot of Hollywood types are Jews, mm -hmm. right? Actors right. and producers mm -hmm. and commentators and such, and they're atheists. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, wait a minute now. Your whole uh, ethnic makeup, your family lineage, is based on religion. Mm -hmm. And if 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 you don't if Abraham being the father of the Jews, and we go all the way up to modern day, and the people who are Jews go back to that, mm -hmm. how can you not? Who was Abraham? How did Abraham become? The first Jews, because the God of the Bible chose him, chose him. And yet you're saying, I don't believe in the God of the Bible that chose Abraham. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. No, nope. doesn't make any sense at all. All right, Chris, we've got, uh, I can do this. So who, who are these? I know I'm, 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 I'm now I've reverted back to, okay. to, to, to Ray for just a minute. But mm -hmm. so Abraham was the first Jew, mm -hmm. Isaac. Right? Okay. Right. His son. Right. And Isaac was the one that Abraham was going to sacrifice on Mount Moriah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Okay. And then, so he taught, Abraham taught Isaac. Right. About God. And then God had a relationship directly with Isaac. True? Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. Then Jacob. That's right. Why are those three mentioned almost always as the... Well, because after that, remember Jacob had all those sons. You know, you know he the had tribes. They're all the, right. The sons who became the head of the tribes of Israel. So you, it wouldn't work. Gotcha. It wouldn't work to, to say Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob okay. and then all those all other right. names. Gotcha. The, 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 you, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the big three. Everybody knows. And you know what's really? There are some people who believe that God, uh, after seventy A.D., he was through with the Jewish people. All right? He was done with them. But it's really interesting when you read Revelation, in a time yet to come, uh, during the tribulation, that God will choose. There will be 144,000 witnesses. And, 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 and God told uh, John on the Isle of the Patmos, you know who's going to make up those 144,000 witnesses? There will be 12,000 from each tribe. So God is not through with the tribes yet. Well, no. also, also, if you want to say, to look at something that validates the Bible, the mere existence of the Jews. Yes. Tell me any other group of people, that's the way you want to phrase it, on planet Earth that can go all the way back to the, be to the beginning of human history, mm -hmm. um, or history, that you can point at. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm called a white person. Am I a Caucasian? Huh? Is mm -hmm. that what I, huh? Mm -hmm. I know. Are all right. white people Caucasian? Are, anyway, there's Anglo-Saxons too. My point is I don't read about the Caucasians in, in the Bible. I don't read about the Arabs in the Bible. I don't read about the Mayans. Uh, you know, there's no mention of the Eskimos, mm -hmm. uh, Ray. 
So the only people that I know on planet Earth that go all the way back in, in recorded history and still exist today yeah. and are the Jews. There's one more point. Israel is the only nation in the history of mankind that was a nation that blew it. Yes. The nation yes. was blown apart. Yes. They and spread right. all over the earth. Spread all over the earth. And then became a nation again. Yes, and were persecuted and murdered by the millions by mm-hmm. Hitler. Yes. And they, anyway, Ray, any, any any final thoughts on that before the, I... The existence of the modern state of Israel is not just a political and military miracle. Mm. It's a supernatural miracle by the hand of God because right. it's exactly what Fred said. There was a nation of Israel, read about it in the Bible, disappeared after 80, 70, yeah. not only came back, but came back into existence 2,000 years later. That cannot be explained, I think, other yeah. than by the hand of God. Yeah, I, I think I made that point too, but, uh, but yes. And you, did, and you did too, Tim. But Fred did make it. Yeah, we shared that point. To, uh, I just noticed you mentioned Wherever Fred. two or more are in agreement yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Exactly right. <laughs> so, we are, look here, we are out of time uh, for this hour. Chris, is there any last thing you want to share a recipe, a gardening tip, uh, how to catch bass at the... Uh, you know, when the water's rough, anything like that, Chris? Uh, well, I will say this, and I mentioned this on the Facebook page. I've yet to visit Israel, but I have been to Egypt, Mississippi. For those not aware, there is an Egypt, Mississippi. Uh, it's uh, near the Starkville, Mississippi area, if you're familiar with the I've just never seen State a man University. so proud of these Mississippi roots like you are, Chris. I am brazen. The Mississippi Department of Tourism needs to hire you, my friend. You're, just, you're just a walking billboard. Welcome, y'all. There you go. I'll hey. do that. All right. Uh, we will return momentarily. By momentarily, I'm talking four, four and a half minutes with Steve Jordahl, who hails from California, Colorado. What's that island you lived on? Madagascar. So he's a Californian Madagascarian. <laughs> Steve is, and uh, he'll unless be unless he identifies as something else. He'll be on with us in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.